Hey, welcome to the Coach Bo Knows Podcast on the Studio Soapbox Network. I'm Coach Bo, Brian O'Connor. We're recorded live at the undisclosed location of the O'Connor Advisory Group Studios. You can check out all things O'Connor Advisory Group at OAGKS.com. Hey, you can interact with the show on Facebook. Just check out Coach Bo Knows. And on Twitter and Instagram at, at Coach Bo Knows Show. You can email us at CoachBonosShow at gmail.com. Hey, today is episode 5.0, and I am super excited for our interview today. Uh, We've got University of Kansas Director of Basketball Operations, Fred Quarterbond, coming on. He's going to talk a little bit about his new book coming out, The uh, Positivity Tribe in the Locker Room. Highly recommend it. Um, The Positivity Poll. I'm just telling you, this guy is something. If you don't know Coach Coach Q, uh, Coach Quarterbond, he is great. Um, just the most positive dude, and I think you're going to really enjoy the interview. Before we get too far into the interview and get to that, I'm going to I'm recording this Sunday night. This is going to come out Monday morning, and I want to talk a little bit about uh, football happenings of Sunday. I, we just finished watching the Sunday night game. Aaron Rodgers doing Aaron Rodgers things there at the end of the game. The Packers come back, win on a last-second field goal. As uh, time runs out after the 49ers came down with a two-minute drive that was fantastic as well. So, I mean, just, again, hats off to Aaron Rodgers. I think the best-skilled quarterback of all time. I know that's an opinion that's not really popular, but that's the dude I think is the best of all of them. If you just take the quarterback position alone, you don't look at anything else, just say who can play the game the best, I think it's him. Hey, um, what I want to talk about, though, is, whoo, Chiefs fans. Are you nervous? Who would have bet that three weeks ago the Chiefs would be three weeks into the season now and be one and two? And really, if not for just a catastrophically bad fourth quarter from the Browns, the Chiefs would be 0 and 3. Um, I really think this is a couple of things. One, I think the Chiefs defense has been bad. I think the first week you can put a lot of that on, you know, not having Matthew. You know, Tyron Matthew is so much to that defense. And they've also had some position stuff up front. But frankly, I think the problem with the defense is a couple of things. One, they're just not as athletic. They're not using Tyron Matthew in the run game hardly at all. Um, He's a fantastic player who I think, Coming off of COVID, I think he's having some issues. I think that's something that we're going to see more and more of that. And uh, I think that's going to be something that's part of it. I don't think the Chiefs should be in panic mode yet. Um, one and two, they've got a big, they got an easy game this coming week. Um, I think that they're going to be okay. They're in a division where it's unbelievable that both Denver and Las Vegas are both three and oh. They're one, they're two of the three, two of the three. 3-0 teams in the AFC, but I don't think anyone thinks they're going to keep playing that high. Um, it's just an unbelievable situation there. And I'm sorry, they're the only two 3-0 teams. I'm sorry, Buffalo is 2-1. and one. Um, I do think Buffalo right now is playing like the best team in the AFC. I think Buffalo and Tennessee are both kind of catching up to the Chiefs, and that's something to worry about. My personal take, though, on the Chiefs, other than the defensive issues, quite frankly, is they're asking Patrick Mahomes to do too much. He may very well be the best player in the league, 
you know, I know the NFL players poll, he was number one and their top 100 players. He's number one and he's an MVP and he may very well be the best player in the NFL. But it seems that the Chiefs have gotten behind in every game in the first half and they think, well, Patrick will just save us at the end. And if you make that assumption, you're going to start losing. Uh, Patrick Mahomes is great. He's a great, great talent. There's no doubt about it. However, there is no one player in the NFL, not Tom Brady, not Peyton Manning, not anybody in the history of the NFL that can just roll their helmet out there in the fourth quarter and think they're going to carry a team. Patrick Mahomes is great, but he is not that great. I think right now the Kansas City Chiefs are asking too much of him, and they need to run the football, they need to play better defense, and they need to not get behind in games. I mean, it's kind of ridiculous. Mahomes did not have his best game this week, but you just can't make that guy have – you can't expect that he's going to come out and play better than anybody ever every single week. I think that's just terrible. Uh, a couple of other takes from uh, Sunday's game, Sunday's action. Uh, do want to say real quick a shout-out to Andy Reid. I hope he's doing well. Uh, we heard that he got rushed to the hospital. We understand it was a, a dehydration deal. They were keeping him overnight. Uh, hopefully, Andy Reid is doing okay and doing fine. Uh, we certainly understand that, you know, we want to make sure he's doing good. And, you know, my thoughts are with him. I hope he's well. Um, back on the field stuff, though, the Raiders and the Broncos are 3-0. and This is just unbelievable to me. Um, the Raiders win on a last-second field goal. The Broncos just whack the Jets. I think a lot of that has also just been their schedule. They're playing some really bad teams here. They're in last-place schedules. They're third- and fourth-place schedules. So their talent that they're playing against isn't going to be as high as, say, the the Chiefs, for instance, who play the first-place schedules. So keep that in mind. Uh, You know, again, we're three weeks into a 17-week season now, so now you have 14 more games. Uh, We're going to see some teams come together. This whole thing is going to get crunched where the majority of teams in the NFL are going to be between 7 and 10 wins. So if you're the Chiefs, don't have a huge concern about where you're at. Yeah, you're two back in the division, but you're two back of two teams you play twice and, frankly, aren't very good. I mean, they're, they're not... They're not contenders for the Super Bowl, at least in my view. On the other side, the NFC looks interesting to me. So after week three, uh, we're still one game going on Monday night, but um, there's three three 3-0 teams. You've got the Carolina Panthers at 3-0. Amazing what they're doing. They came out, whacked the Saints last week. They came out this week and win. I mean, they're, they're playing great. And then in the West, you've got both the Arizona Cardinals and the Rams at 3-0. The Rams won a big game, just totally outplaying the Bucs, in my opinion. I think right now the Rams are the favorite in the NFC. They were my pick the preseason to win the NFC. Um, I think that that is just a stacked team. Matt Stafford has been good as advertised, and I think that's going to be really something to keep an eye on. Their defense is incredible. Even though they're giving up some points, they're giving up some of those points when they have a lead. It's going to be very hard to beat them in a close game when you're looking at they probably have two of the best, I would say at least top five defensive players in the league in Aaron Donald and Jalen Ramsey. I would argue they're probably the best two defensive players in the league right now. Uh, Jalen Ramsey's playing at a level that we haven't seen 
in a very, very long time at corner. And Aaron Donald, it was ridiculous today watching some of that game. He's getting blocked by three guys in certain plays. Three guys. Um, there's never seen anybody with three people blocking. So it's going to create some havoc there. I like the Rams a lot. And I think the cream is going to rise to the top there. So uh, that's just a few takes from Sunday's games. Uh, we don't have Monday's game yet. Monday night football will be uh, the Cowboys and the Eagles. Um, I do like the Cowboys in that game. I think that's just going to be a game that they, they're a better team and they'll, they're at home. I figure the Cowboys win that one, so we'll see. But, uh, hey, I'm really excited. We're going to come back through a short little break here. We're going to have Coach uh, Fred Quarterbaum from the uh, University of Kansas Director of Basketball Operations. Enjoy this. I will see you on the backside. Hey, I'm thrilled today to have a great guest. This is what I've looked forward to. I'm really so glad we got hooked up today. Uh, Coach Fred Cordobon from the KU Basketball, from uh, the Director of Basketball Operations, University of Kansas basketball team. And uh, Coach is going to come in and talk about the, uh, his new book coming out. Uh, we'll talk about the positivity polls, some different things. And I just, I want to have some fun with this. So Coach Q, thank you so much for coming on the podcast today. I really appreciate it. How are you? I'm doing great. I am thrilled. I'm excited. I'm looking forward to sharing, but also going to have an opportunity to learn and grasp a few nuggets from you, Ryan. This is such a wonderful opportunity to be on the podcast, obviously to share uh, some of the cool things that uh, myself and my co-author are coming out with a book and just some other things, how we can continue to impact and how we add value to the lives of others. That's awesome. Well, thank you. I just, I'm thrilled to have you on, man. If you don't know Coach Q, this is one of the most positive men you will ever meet in your life. Not only is he a great coach, and what he does at KU basketball is wonderful, uh, and it really helps those young men, but, I mean, just the positivity and what he does and all things, uh, it, it's been inspiring to me personally and my family and people around me. So first thing I want to ask you about, we've been going through COVID and everything else, and you did something really cool. Um, if we're going we're gonna to give out your Instagram and get all that info out there, the positivity poll. Tell me about the positivity poll. How did this get started? The positivity poll started during the stay-at-home orders. I got with a group of, say, about maybe 10, 10 other, uh, I I'll call them friends. I'll call them brothers now. Uh, Brian, I've, I've, out of the eight guys, I met one of them. One of, and we have a call every Tuesday, 8 p.m. Central Time, which started back to last year, and we continue to have our calls. But we were on the phone, and we were just talking and seeing how can we continue to add value? How do we continue to add impact to our families that we're going through a pandemic that we've never experienced before? And then even how can we impact our community? How can, we, how can we do some things that will continue to, to provide hope and encouragement that we're going to be stronger together and we're going to get through this? And I noticed that there were folks walking by uh, this pole, telephone pole, or I'm sorry, light pole. Light pole. And walking their dogs, getting exercise, getting their children out of the house and those things. And we started to think about it. How about if we start putting positivity notes on the light pole? And 
I teamed up with Chris Worth. It's called the Positivity Tribe. And here's an example of a note. So what I would do is every every day I just put a put a note out there and just say, you know, we rise by lifting others up, or you know, hope, gratitude, just some buzzwords that they can kind of grasp onto as they walk by the pole. And then it just started to really just take shape that, you know, Brian, it's been 78 straight Mondays, 78 straight Mondays that we've done a positivity poll. We have not missed a Monday. I've even had to do a positivity poll down in Mexico while I was on vacation, or we played last year, I believe we were in Indianapolis uh, playing Kentucky, found a poll <laughs> on one of the uh, city streets there. So we continue that momentum. I'm so grateful that has impacted so many people in a, such a positive way. So yeah. that's the that's how the positivity poll uh, originated. So the original positivity poll, and I've been by it. It's, it's you know we don't live far away from each other. And I was I actually drove by it last night, and I haven't had a chance to see it myself yet. And uh, I, I now I've decided my my new walking route is going to be to go to the poll every week. So that's going to happen. Oh. We'll be doing that. So. And I think it's just this incredible idea. It really shows the kind of who you are, just this upbeat, positive person. Um, and, and I'm going to ask you something here in a minute, but I, I love the fact that it's always about rising others. And we talk a lot about that on the podcast. We talk about, you know, we are all here to serve in some way, shape, or form, whether that's through our careers, our lives, parenthood, whatever that might be, whatever that is to you. Um, Talk about what you, what were you wanting to accomplish? Was it something that when you did the positivity poll, was it, was there a specific accomplishment you wanted to do or were you hoping to impact one person? I mean, how does, where does that come from? The genesis, that idea. Well, I think, you know, and I look back, first of all, uh, becoming a coach, it was not for the money. It was not for the fame. It was not to, uh, it really wasn't to be at Kansas. It was, how can I add value? How can I improve the lives of others through basketball? And started out at the U.S. Naval Academy, which was a great place for me to start my career. Because at the Naval Academy, you are a midshipman. You are a midshipman who just happens to play college athletics. It's not the other way around. Yeah. So words like accountability and integrity and character and selflessness, that was embedded, ingrained in me at such a young age as a coach that it just impacted me so much that that became kind of my, my, my direction because I felt that those were, or believe those words that I just shared with you were the prerequisites of success, whether it be on the court and most importantly in life. Yeah. And I continue to carry that on throughout the course of my career. And when you get phone calls or you get uh, emails or something like that, that you're, you're, uh, you're one of your former players from the early nineties or other places you've stopped at, that thank you for your impact. Thank you for adding value to my life. Yeah. I share some of the things that you share with me, with my son or with my daughter. Yeah. So yeah, it goes back, Ryan, what you said, 
one life impacts another life that impacts another life that impacts another life. Well, I believe if you continue to do those things and have that message, our world will be such a better place. Absolutely. You know, and we're in a time now, you know, politics aside, we're, we're very splintered. And that's what one of the reasons that we started this podcast was that it was, hey, we want to show that people, no matter who you are, we are all coaches in some way, shape or form. Coaching does not mean we're going to go play a game today. Coaching means that we're going to help somebody in their life somewhere. You know, we're going to be that impactful, you know, that person is going to be, give an impact to somebody and it helps someone. I love how you said that with uh, the rising and lifting of others. Uh, hey, where did the messages from the positivity poll come from? You know, you know, we, 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 even in basketball and coaching, you're always kind of share and, and you yeah. steal and you tweak and, and all those things. But, you know, I follow the likes of, of Chris Worth, first and foremost, of No Quit Living every single day on the Positivity Tribe. He has some type of inspiration or some type of message that just resonates that can really, you know, just impact uh, the lives of others. There's, there's John Gordon, there's so many different, there's Kevin Eastman. So I kind of look and see what, what would today's message be like? Would this resonate? So it just comes from a different topic. So it could come from Coach Self, you know, sharing something with our guys uh, about being selfless. And it's never about you. It's, it's never about me, meaning Bill Self. It's always about us. Yeah. You know, it's always about, you know, alignment. And so I, I really give, give the positivity poll message. I give it some thought. I'll take two or three days, think okay. about it. And then I'll put it down on paper and then I'll share it. Okay. Right. Um, you got a book coming out. We do. I want to know what the book, because I will, I will jump on this as soon as it's available. I know I'm getting this. So uh, we've got a book coming out, The Positivity Tribe in the Locker Room. Tell me what happened, where, where this came from and what this is all about. Well, it almost didn't. It almost did not come to fruition because I decided that I was uh, I was not going to be a part of it. And not for I didn't want to. I just at the time, I think with everything going on with the pandemic and a lot of just things going on. I just didn't feel like I had the opportunity of the impact that I uh, wanted to have in this book. But yeah. then Chris Worth challenged me, said, no, you, you're going to do this. You can do this. Your experience as a coach, as a mentor uh, to so many uh, different different people, yeah. uh, your story needs to be shared. So Chris is also a former uh, college coach, AAU coach. He's now a mental performance coach. So we just kind of brainstorm and threw stories out and what, what the outcome was sometime it was, you know, um, you had to go through some adversity for me. I always share this, that another prerequisite of success is failure is being fired. You know, I've, I've been fired twice as a college basketball coach. And how do you respond to adversity? How do you respond to setbacks? How do you respond to tearing your Achilles? Yeah. Um, uh, last year, how do you come back from those things? So these are all life lessons that are that are shared in this book. Now it's yeah. kind of evolved around basketball, but I believe the culture that we talk about and discuss can be so impactful for families, for organizations, for teams, for or, you know for businesses. So it's a great read. It's a short read. It's a fun read, and I believe there's a lot of nuggets that that are shared throughout the course of the book. Yeah. We're going to be sharing the link to get that book. We'll share that in the show notes. 
And uh, you can find it, you said, PositivityTribe.com. Um, we're going to try to set you up with a couple other things. I know it'll be on Amazon. Yes. It's going to come out. You're saying, as we record, it'll be next week. So it'll be the week this podcast comes out. It'll be this week available sometime late in the week. Keeping our fingers crossed. Absolutely. Yeah. So keep checking in the Positivity Tribe in the locker room with Coach Q here, Coach Quarterbaum. Um, let's see here. I've got to ask you a couple things here. So if you know Coach Q, he's always smiling. I I look at, like, I'll watch a KU basketball game, see you on the bench, and you guys can be down 15, and you see Coach Stealth just yelling and screaming, and there's Coach Q. He's got the clipboard, and he's doing what he's doing. He's, and, and he's got that smile. He's still there. I've known you for a few years now, and – Every time we've interacted, you've always been positive, you've always had this upbeat personality. Where does that come from? Great question, Brian, because I even had to ask myself uh, and really be intentional about the question, because where, where did it come from? Was it, in, was it inherited in me? Or was, yeah. you know, was, it, was it, is it a magic pill? Or I think first and foremost, you know, I wake up every day, every single day. This is a ritual for me is that I read a gratitude pack. And I'll just kind of share a little bit with you. Okay, yeah. Uh, it starts off, today's, and we, we, you may have read it before, but it starts off, today's going to be a great day. Be thankful that you don't already have everything you desire, because if you did, what would you be looking forward to? Be thankful you don't know something, for it gives you an opportunity to learn. Be thankful for the difficult times, because during those times you grow. Gratitude can turn a negative into a positive. Find a way to be thankful for your troubles, and they become your blessings. Pause for a moment and ask yourself, what am I grateful right now? And a lot of those things that I'm grateful for are unmaterialistic. Yeah. And that's the gifts that sometimes or many times we take for granted. Yeah. Being here with you, you know, uh, being able to, you know, you know, blessing of life. I mean, yeah. that's such a, we have an opportunity to impact not only ourselves, but we have an impact, an opportunity to impact the world. So I'm going to rewind. Where did this come from? Yeah. And I think a lot of it had to do with an experience that my mother had to endure back in 1979 okay. when I was roughly around 11 years old. My mother had breast cancer. Uh, she had a mastectomy. And I recall the staples that started here at the top of her shoulder and just kind of went all the way across and they removed her breasts and all the way to the middle here, right in this area right here. And at that time, it wasn't called breast. It wasn't called cancer. It was called the big C. And yeah. I would imagine the uh, survival rate was probably not that high yeah. uh, during that time. But what I do recall is every single day, she had a smile on her face. Yeah. He had a ray of hope, a ray of sunshine that just was, that just lit up the room. And I felt sorry for her. I felt uh, that I was going to lose my mother. And to see how she responded to my questions and my concern and my sadness, just gravitating. Here's a woman that's going through a difficult time in her life, a challenging time in her life. And she's not allowing negativity to creep in. She's not allowing uncertainty to creep in. She's not allowing uh, uh, the lack of hope and the lack of faith to be a part of who she is. And, and through the grace of God, she's 77 years old and she's living the best life that a woman can live. 
but I, rem I recall the, those moments where she had to fight and I know internally she was going through a lot, but she kept a smile on her face and kept a positive attitude. And to see that at such a young age, it definitely resonated with me. Yeah, I, I, that's a great story. And, and I, I think we all get certain things from our parents, both good and bad. You know, if you're a negative person, it's probably because you grew up in that. I think we are a product of our environment. I think that's yeah. why it's important for us who can help shape the environment for others to do so. And I just think that's an awesome explanation to say, hey, you know, this is where, you know, this comes from. And, and to be able to reflect like that, that's pretty awesome. Um, in line with that, I got to ask you, have you ever had a bad day? Yes. Yeah. If I said I never had a bad day, then I would be human. There's no question about it. <laughs> But what, what, what I do, Brian, when I do have a challenging day or a difficult day or, or a day of adversity, again, it, it, it goes back to your culture. It goes back to how you got here. Because yeah. I think during times of when things are good and things are rolling, your culture, uh, your buzzwords, whatever they are that kind of makes you feel good, well, there's, there's, there's no controversy. There's no adversity. There's, there's nothing going on. So they're easy, right? But now all of a sudden you tear your Achilles or, or, or something happens that just doesn't go your way. Yeah. Human nature tends to, well, if a negative situation, then there's going to be a negative outcome. Absolutely. A negative mindset, right? That's when you got to truly rely on your values and your culture during times of adversity, during times of setback. So I reset. I mentioned earlier, I may have to read my gratitude pack again to just kind of center me, take a deep breath. This too shall pass, you know, um, talk about, you know, my daily expectations of myself going yeah. back to showing up every day. Remember, it's not about you, regardless of the situation. Can you still provide unbelievable experiences for the people that are around or in your circle? Yeah. So take it, take, take, take it off you and put it on someone else. You totally forget about your own issues because now you're trying to help someone else. It deflects all the negativity. So that's how I handle tough days. Okay. That, that's awesome too. I, 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 I was wondering that because I mean, I've never seen you not, it seems like we all have that thing where I think as parents, we do this as, as, as business people, we do this uh, as coaches. We do this where you like to say, it's like a duck on the water. You know, it's always the duck. It looks like he's just coming along the water, nice and smooth. But we know underwater them feet are just kicking as fast as they can go. And I think we get caught up in that mentality sometimes of my feet are still kicking. And maybe I got to, how do I keep it smooth on top? Yeah. So it, it leads me to a question here. This just kind of popped into my head as you were talking there. He said it always goes back to culture. I 100% agree. How do you build culture? I think this is something, whether it's in business, whether it's in sports, family, you know, how do you build culture? That's a great question. I think, first of all, when you, when you talk about culture, you're talking about a, a lifestyle. And again, culture can, can be negative. It can be positive. But let me ask you, and I ask, I ask this question a lot. I said, and I'll use, I'll use the word culture. Yeah. I'll just use the word culture as a- I'm with you. And like, let's, okay, C, communication, commitment, connection, 
U, understanding, okay? Uh, L, love. T, trust. Go back to U, us. Let's go back to R, responsibility. Let's go to E, energy, enthusiasm. That's culture. That's good culture. That's positive culture. But there's one thing, Brian, when you have those culture acronyms that I have on the wall or you see it all the time. You see it on billboards. You walk into an office building. You see their, their, uh, uh, you know, their, their words, their vision, their vision, mission statement. But who is actually intentionally pushing it every single day? And that's the question. That's the question of how you build the cultures. How do you do it every day? How you build it. I'm grateful that I have a great person, a great human in Bill Self that believes in the things or the words that we shared. And he's allowed, I'll use my, he's allowed myself and some other leaders, even our team leaders to push it, to drive it every single day. Our players understand that three important expectations in our culture. And I mentioned a few of them earlier. Number one is you show up every day. And what I mean by that is you come to work, you come to practice to be fully present. You come to work, you come to grow. Number two, ownership. You are a caretaker. You are a caregiver. You are a contributor to the Kansas basketball program. And number three, experiences. You, coaches, anyone who touches our program, you come to our program to add value, to create memorable experiences for everyone that comes to our program. You're here to better serve our student athletes. Those are the three things that are non-negotiable. So every morning, our players will get some type of text from me based on our culture. And then we come back and we talk about those, those comments. We talk about those words, what they mean. How do they impact you as a player, but how do they impact you as a student? How do they impact you as a player? Yeah. Those things are important. So when you look at Bill Self teams, why we are so successful, yes, you have to have talent. We know you have to have ability, yeah. you have to have skill. But the bride products, and I mentioned the prerequisites, to the 14 straight championships, to the final four, to the elite eights, you name all that, it goes back to our culture. So give me me an example of one of those texts. Say that again. Can you give me an example of one of those text messages? Yeah, I will. So so the other day, uh, let's say was the the boot camp. Okay, matter of fact, I'm going to look it up right now because I send them every single day and I can share uh, a bunch of them. So hold on one second here. Take your time, man. I appreciate yeah. it. Yeah, no, no problem. You can't really see him here. I wanted to show you a little okay. bit. But if you can see him a little bit here. So every yeah. single day, I'll send ownership, caretakers and caregivers. And then on next day, I'll say show up, fully present, work and grow. Uh, experiences, alignment, find strength in numbers. When many are aligned to a purpose, positive effects compound. So I drive our terminology in a text format. Then when we get together, we talk about it. When we become really, really good 
Brian, is when now when our guys start talking, hey, Mitch, you showing up today? Yo, coach, that'd be a line today. So Jalen Wilson will we'll, we will start talking our culture with yeah. one another. And yeah. now where it really gets really powerful is when yeah. the guys start talking it on the court. Yeah. When they start saying, hey, we're not aligned right now. Let's get aligned. Let's get aligned. That's one of our culture words. Yeah. Wow. And then they my hair just start growing. They start to yeah, I remember against our Baylor game down at Baylor and and Udoka and those guys came back to the huddle and they were like, come on, guys, we're not aligned right now. We're not aligned. You're like, oh, boy. Oh, boy. Mm. So you see how it just yeah. resonates in our, in our office, in their locker room, in their dorms, our culture, our words, it, our expectations, our vision. Yeah. Um, our pyramid, and I want to talk about our pyramid. Can I start a channel? Because this is the most important thing about our culture. Let's do it. Let's do it. Is that we found that we broke it up into what five quadrants, right? In the top quadrant of a triangle, the top quadrant yeah. says results. Yeah. Right underneath that is actions. Underneath actions, alignment. Underneath alignment is beliefs. And the last quadrant is experiences well we even tweaked our culture because we felt that and we've heard this a lot of great companies or a lot of good programs let me say good programs sure they work in the results quadrant right yes. that's it's we it's all tend to results. get focused in that especially in business. Right. it's yeah. about results and if the results don't happen they go back to their actions yeah well, we found that the great teams, the great companies, the great corporations, even the great families, they live in the experiences. They live at the lowest part of the triangle, which really it's the, it's the biggest part, right? The, yeah. The results is this big. The experiences is that big. It's the foundation. And I'll give an example. Two years ago, when the Chiefs were playing the Patriots in the AFC championship game, yeah, right? That was a Sunday. We were playing K-State on Monday. Sunflower, Showdown, K-State, Kansas, bragging rights, you name it. Yeah. Monday. We tell the guys on Sunday morning, hey, guys, we got to get ready for this game. They're playing really well. I know we came off a good win on Saturday, but we got to now channel our focus and lock in because this is a big yeah. game. Take the uh, take the uh, wins and losses. Take all that out. Yeah, it's all about focusing on K State right now. So I want you guys to get braced up, taped up. We're probably gonna go for about two hours. We're gonna do scouting report. We're gonna watch film. We're gonna do our breakdown of the offense. We need to be locked in and focused. So the guys are like, gosh. We just played Saturday and our legs are, I mean, they're like, well, whatever it takes. And again, the game uh, of the AC championship, Tom Brady, Patrick Mahomes, that's Sunday. Well, they walk into practice, ready to practice, and they kind of had a look on their face. Oh, it's going to be a hard one. And all of a sudden they walk into practice and they're like, what is this? There's footballs all over practice. There's footballs. What are these footballs doing in our practice gym? There's like a, 
a net over there and there's another obstacle thing over there. We threw footballs for an hour. Yeah. We played games. games. We had guys running routes. Yeah. We didn't touch a basketball at all. And we're about to play a big game on Big Monday. Yeah. But they were relaxed. You're talking about experiences. Uh Uh-huh. We won by 21 the next yeah. day. Didn't even practice. Yeah. It, it's just, well, it, you know, it, 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 whether it's in sports or in business or in anything, if you have a process of some kind, and I love the pyramid. It's great. When you have an, a, a process, when something's not going right, you know what to go back to. You know, I, I can recall coaching like the little guys. I mean, like when our boys were little and I was remember teaching players I was coaching baseball and the little guys were learning how to pitch and I said look you have to be a robot you have to do the same thing every time you put the hand into the glove you do everything's robotic almost because there's going to come a point in time where the ball's not going to go where you want it to go and then if you know this is how I throw this is how I pitch this is how I hit if something's not right well what am I doing wrong it's not I'm just spectacularly you know impressively you know gifted it's about a process and knowing hey i got this process when something's off i go back to it and then when you do have someone who's doing it well well you can say like you were just saying you can say well hey yeah we're gonna plug this in we're gonna really go even harder make a step forward then you know when to back off the reins a little bit and say hey let the, let, let the horse roll a little bit I love that. I, I love that idea of, hey, we got a big game, but I, we think our guys are ready. Let's give them that experience. Let's do something here that'll loosen them up. Yeah. You know, you, you, t- you said a word process. You know, when you talk about culture, you know, I think sometimes it gets misconstrued or, 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 or it gets uh, a little, depending on your value system of human yeah. leadership. You know, we put people before productivity. We put people before the process. We want our players to come into practice every single, and we spend a lot of time, we spend from now, we spend every single month with our players. They're with us pretty much the whole entire year. Yeah. So it's, it's, it, it's our job to invest in our people, our players. Yeah. If we just want to invest in our productivity and don't invest in our players, eventually it's going to come back to haunt you. Yeah. It's going to come back. So our culture is based around our players. Invest in your players. And then you invest in the process. Then you invest in the performance and the productivity. Because if you don't have, again, we talk about experiences. If the kids aren't having a great experiences, then how do you think expect them to believe in you? Yeah. And if your belief system is not really good, well, what are the chances your team or your players are going to be aligned yeah. with you? But if your experience are great and the kids love being around you and they're having fun, well, I think their belief system is going to be a lot stronger, which is yeah. obviously going to make their alignment even much more valuable to the bigger picture. So our culture is all about our players on and off the court. 
which again, byproduct prerequisites to winning, to having success on and off the court. And see, I think that's, that's wonderful. And I think that, that you give a great example and you get to do it in sports and you do it in basketball every day that translates to business. You know, one of the things that I hear, I work with a lot of businesses and a lot of business owners. And one of the things I'm hearing from everybody, most people is I'm having a hard time finding and keeping good people. But you know, who's not having that problem? People that take care of their people. So true. So true, Brian. If you take care of your people, they will stay and work with you. It isn't about, it's never about who pays me the most money. Never has been. I mean, how, why, why does someone do what they do for a living? They do it because either they get paid well or they like what they do. It's one of those two things. If you're not doing one of those two things, you're looking for something else to do. Yes, so true. And it's just one of those things where in life we have to think about that is think about people first. You know, in my business, I'm a financial advisor, O'Connor Advisory Group. We have one motto, clients first. Clients first. That's easy enough. And we, I've done that. I made that to the calling when I went on my own and did this because I wanted to be that resource to them. I wanted to impact other people. It impacts my bottom line as a business person. And that's wonderful and provides for me and my family. But none of that gets done if my clients aren't happy. Right. If I'm not impacting them in some way. So that's where this whole thing, where the idea of the podcast came from is to say, hey, you know, there's a lot of people who do what each of us do. There's thousands of basketball coaches. There's hundreds of thousands of financial advisors. And we are competing every day. Well, what differentiates you? And in your case, it's that positivity. And it's, it's a culture. It's, you've, you guys have built an incredible culture there at KU. And, and I think that it's just that it applies in every part of our life. And that's what this whole pod's about. It's about getting people to understand that you can build your own culture. You can build your own piece of that. And getting information from people like you, this has been incredible. I I love it. You and I can talk all day. Um, I I won't keep you much longer. Um, Let's see. I I love this. Um, Oh, you mentioned uh, the gratitude packet. Yes. Where did, where did that come from? Where did, where did we, where did the gratitude pack? It, 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 again, it goes back to um, during the time of the pandemic. Okay. Again, uh, with the, again, I think I shared a little bit about it that we started out with about 50 plus uh, men that were looking to uh, like-minded positivity How can we continue to support our families? How can we continue to uplift ourselves individually? How can we still impact our community under the circumstances? So a lot of different things were being shared. And Chris Worth, who I mentioned with, again, co-author, shared this gratitude pack. And it just resonated with me so well that I, I don't have my wallet around with me somewhere around here, but it just, it just hit home. And like, you know what? I'm going to add that to my daily ritual. Uh, Waking up, I read it every single day. Uh, I also want to give a shout out to uh, Jay Swiss, who's a up and coming 
uh, spiritual, positive uh, lyricist out of New York. He has a great song called Beautiful Morning. And Jay Swiss and I collaborated that his song is the official uh, music to my positivity poll. It's called Beautiful Morning by Jay Swiss. So I got I got to plug him because- uh, Absolutely. Just, so I have daily rituals that yeah. I do. I listen to all positive music in the morning just to kind of get my day started to knowing that, uh, again, the more selfless that I am with my time, uh, the better our world's going to be. So that's where the gratitude pack came from. Uh, it's a great read. It's a quick read. And a question is a question at the end. You know, what are you grateful for right now? And there's so many things that we are grateful for, but sometimes the, the day gets busy or your morning gets out of whack that you kind of just go on and start your day. That's a, an opportunity for me to meditate, to reflect, to uh, give back and to give thanks about having an opportunity to impact the lives of others by being grateful. That's awesome. We're, we're going to wrap it up from there. Hey, tell me, tell our listeners how they can follow you. I know you've got a great Instagram. Uh, you want to share that info and how people can get in touch with you if they wanted I, I to? Sure will, please. And, and uh, I love to, uh, to answer any questions that you all may have. Uh, I'm always available. My Instagram is at QFit50 at QFit50. Yep. And, and if you have haven't seen it, if you don't follow Coach Quarterbaum, I will tell you, you need to. Um, I, I know that I follow him. The show, we're following you now as the show. Um, I know that, I mean, my wife's followed you for a while and she was like, she knew about the positivity poll and everything. She was like, she was excited. Um, so how else can anybody get older? You got any other Twitter you know, or anything like that? Uh, e if, if email F. Cordelbaum, the name is a little long, but it's F-Q-U-A-R-T-L-E, B is in boy, A-U-M, at K-U dot E-D-U. Awesome. Excellent. Coach, Coach Cordelbaum, I'm so pleased. I'm so happy. Thrilled to have you on today. Thank you so much. Thanks for taking the time out of your busy schedule at the, take about 30, 40 minutes with us. I really appreciate it. And uh, we will get, we'll get everything up for your book. The Instagram stuff, we'll get that all in the show notes. So if you're listening, you want more information, go to the show notes. I'll have them in there for you. And give him, give Coach Q a, a follow on Instagram and check out the book, uh, Thinking Positive, The Positivity Tribe in the Locker Room. Uh, I've already got a little preview of it here from your uh, from your Instagram feed. I can't wait till this is out. I'm going to be getting it myself. and. Uh, we're going to see how much we can help you with that as well. So thank you so much for the time today. Ryan, thank you so much for having me and give my best to your family, okay? I will. Thank you so much. Hey, what a great interview with Fred. Uh, Fred Quarterbond uh, from University of Kansas Basketball, Director of Basketball Ops. Uh, just a super guy. Coach Q is, I mean, just always positive. I don't think I've ever seen. I've known Coach Quarterbond now for seven or eight years. I've never seen him not smiling. Um, he, he tells me that, you know, he just always is staying positive. You know, he, his rise is by lifting others up. And I can speak as someone who's known him and seen him work with other people. Like I said, that is absolutely how he lives his life. There is so much from this interview to unpack. I am not going to get to all this. I hope you enjoyed that. If you get a chance, go back and listen to the interview again. I can't. 
guarantee you will get some nuggets out of there about whether it's you know building culture, how to stay positive, just all these different things. I love the pyramid. You know, the results are the smallest part or the part at the top, but you got to have that foundation. Things like experiences and beliefs and, and everything you go from there. I just and experience beliefs, then uh, alignment, action, and results. I mean, just how awesome. Um, I'm just kind of speechless when I had the when I had that conversation. Then playing it back and listening to it again, coach makes you want to just run through a wall. But not just that; he's just a super, super dude. Um, man, go out there. A couple of takeoffs I've got. A couple of quotes that I really liked in here. He talked a lot about gratitude. That's something he and I have talked about over the years as well. Gratitude can turn a negative into a positive. My gosh, we we should all think that. I mean, think about that. You have something negative happen in a game, in a situation. But be grateful that you had that experience. Now you have that experience to draw off of. That's just an example of that. Um, I just think the world of that, I think that he's incredible. Um, positive effects compound. If you're positive, people around you will be positive. I tell the story my boy now, my son now is almost 20 years old. He's, he's 19. Uh, most of you who know me and listen to this know Peyton. Um, I tell the story when he came home from the hospital. Uh, my son was a micro preemie. He was born uh, four weeks early. And uh, I guess longer than that. Anyway, um, when he came home, the first time that Daddy and Peyton, it, I'm sorry, Daddy and Peyton, yeah, Daddy and Peyton, were at home together. He's in his little rocking chair, and he's just rocking away. He falls asleep, takes a little nap. I slow it down, let him do his thing. He wakes up a little while later, and I hear him. I walk in there, and I take him out. And as I go to take him out the chair, he slips right through my hands, hits the ground, smacks his head on the floor. And you're hearing a big thump. Well, as a dad, what are you thinking? Oh, my God, oh, my God, oh, my God. I, I, I just killed him. I killed him. He's dead. The wife's going to kill me. I, the son, I cannot believe this. First time. And then I told myself, took a deep breath, and I said, listen, if I stay positive, he will stay positive. He won't cry. It'll be okay. I pick him up. He looks at me, and his eyes were as big as watermelons, and he looks at me with a big smile. And I thought to myself, that was the moment in my life where I realized that, as Coach Q puts it, positive effects compound. You have that moment where if you stay positive, people around you will be positive. I don't think I've ever thought of that in my life until that very moment. And I was in my 20s at the time. I mean, I'm in my mid-20s at the time, and I'm thinking about that. It really was kind of a moment that turned me around. So I, I think I challenge you tonight or tomorrow, whenever you listen to this podcast, to think about that. If you have a negative connotation, I know a lot of us get down. You start, start thinking, oh, my gosh, what's going to happen? I want you to think about that. If you stay positive. How does that compound others? How does that affect and help others? And, and, you know, we rise by lifting others. That's one of those Coach Q quotes as well. I sure hope you enjoyed that interview. I sure hope you got something out of it. I know I did. Um, I want you to check out Coach Q. You can go to on Instagram at QFIT50. So the letter Q, F-I-T, 5 0 and I'm going to tell you, if you're not following Coach Q on Instagram, shame on you. Go do it right now. 
Uh, he is incredible. You'll see the positivity poll. Um, I've gotten to where now my daily walk is going to be going by the positivity poll just so I can get a look and see what's going on there. I live about a mile away, so it works out great for me. But the positivity poll gets updated every week on Coach Q's Instagram. So you have 78 straight weeks, got 79 coming up when you hear, by the time you hear this. Hey, man, get those positive quotes and help out. Uh, a couple other things. We'll put a link in the show notes to, um, to Coach Q's Instagram. Also coming out soon, The Positivity Tribe uh, in the Locker Room. This is Coach Q's new book. I'm looking forward to getting my hands on a copy here in about a week. Uh, I know it's going to be great. I'm actually going to try to help him get signed up for a, for a book signing here soon in March as well. If you get a chance, it'll be available on Amazon, everywhere you find your books. Get on there. You can also go to uh, PositivityTribe.com, and they will have copies of the book on there once it gets released. It should be any time now. So um, uh, good luck to Coach Q on the book. And, again, if you're one of those people that likes to do self-help books, enjoy that one. Go get it. It's going to have some nuggets in there, and I just think he's just a super guy, super, super guy. Thank you for coming on the podcast today, Coach Q. Thank you for everything. Uh, I want to say a big thanks to Coach Q for joining us in the Coach Bonos podcast. Thanks to Tyler Jones and everyone at the Studio Soapbox Network for all you do behind the scenes. Thank you, sir. Most importantly, thank you to the listener, to you, the listener. You guys, your downloads, your the, the ratings, everything you've given us. I have been so happy so far with everything we've heard. I've gotten some great feedback, both positive and negative. And I, I invite that. I invite to hear more. So, if you want to reach out to us, you can do it. Coach Bo knows on Facebook, at Coach Bo knows Show on Twitter and Instagram. You'll find links to everything we've been doing on those as well. Uh, you can also email us if you want to give us some feedback at CoachBonosShow at gmail.com. We're going to have a mailbag episode coming up soon. Uh, thank you again. Uh, don't forget to rate us, review us. Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, Spotify, anywhere you get your podcasts, sure appreciate five-star reviews. Thank you so much. Until next time, I'm Coach Bo, Brian O'Connor, reminding you to do something kind for someone. Don't forget to be good to yourself as well. We'll see you next time on Friday on the 5.5. Take care. Have a great day.